Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi, everyone. Today is the fall equinox, which means that there are as many daylight as nighttime hours, and we are ushering in the beginning of the fall season. It's chilly here in New York City, but it's also sunny and really nice, and I figured this would be the perfect moment to talk about career pivots because as the seasons are changing, we are welcoming in the energy of allowing our identities, our purpose, and our sense of our life trajectory to evolve as the season is evolving as well. I myself am inviting in a big transition. I decided a few weeks ago that I am going to apply to go back to school, which is kind of crazy because I'm 35 years old and I'm also coming off the heels of a lot of career transitions already. For those of you guys who have been listening to the podcast, I had a pretty amazing run working at startups and most recently working at a venture capital fund here in New York City where I was an executive leading the talent function. And it was the nicest, cushiest, most fun job. But I decided a couple years ago to give it all up and start my own company reset and move fully into executive coaching. Over the past 18 months, I have built an incredible roster of clients who I all love so much. And I've been reflecting on my own career journey a lot recently, as well as talking to lots and lots of friends who are thinking about career pivots. And I figured it would be a good time to sort of give you guys some frameworks and food for thought about how to manage your own career pivots. So what am I going back to school for? I want to go get my MFA in creative writing. It seems kind of crazy because, you know, when I first told my husband who um, he's a writer, he's written two really amazing books. One is called Making Good. It's all about how to find meaningful work while also making money. And his second book is called 50 Ways to Get a Job, which is for people who have a nonlinear career path. He is an excellent writer. He is a very successful writer, as well as doing a million other things. The first thing he said was, Liz, you don't need to go back to school if you want to write. You can write. You already know how to write well. You have been writing. So just do that. But it's really important for me to at least apply and see if I can get into the school that I really want to, which is NYU, and to allow the fates to usher in whatever happens. What I've really been thinking about is how my whole life I have structured my educational and career decisions based on a highly calculated strategic thought process of what will make me money and what will get me the furthest along in my career. I have never done anything just for fun or just because I thought I would enjoy it. Everything has been so deliberate and so optimized for money and success. A huge part of my personal journey is to learn that 
I can pursue things just because I love them and just because I would enjoy them and just because they seem like a good use of my time from an enjoyment standpoint. So I had this revelation, I don't know, maybe four weeks ago over dinner with some friends when we were all reminiscing about our college experiences. Ever since then, I've been thinking a lot about what my life might look like if I'm still running Reset and still coaching all my amazing clients and continuing to build the business as well as potentially starting a family soon. So having a little baby and also being in school for a two-year program while simultaneously working on my manuscript for a book, which is a memoir that I'm writing. I sort of thought, you know, why not? Life has really been striking me as the paradox of being extremely long as well as extremely short at the same time. What I mean by that is that I'm 35. I've been in the work world for 13 years. But I also still have another good 40 plus years of my life to write and create and to work and to add more value and more benefit onto this planet. So I figured, why the heck not? Why shouldn't I just apply and see what happens? Because when I close my eyes and I picture my life I see writing as a really big part of that, if not the central part. I really don't think writing will be the main crux of what I do. I do not want to be a full-time writer who is writing articles, pitching stories, constantly writing books. I see myself primarily as someone who is obsessed with personal transformation and the human journey toward more purpose in their lives. But I think writing is a really integral part of that. I myself have benefited so much from self-help books. I have probably read, literally no joke, hundreds of books that have been related to either business success or personal transformation. My library is so filled with the most wonderful, wonderful books that range from, you know, how to make friends and influence people down to how to read the Akashic Records. I just think that I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be even 10% of who I am if I hadn't had all the books that have come into my life. I really respect writing as a craft. And if I am going to put self-help books and a memoir into the world, I just think it would be a beautiful experience to learn the craft from the most talented people who I can find. I am equal parts really excited and also really nervous because this is 100% the first time that I have done something just for pure enjoyment when it comes to my career. I have a feeling that a lot of you guys are thinking about some of the same themes How can you achieve the worldly, material-based success that you want, you know, make money, have responsibility and respect while also pursuing something that your soul and your heart are really calling out to you for? The first thing I want to say is I kind of hate the term career pivot. It really, I think, doesn't do justice to what we're talking about here. When I think of the word pivot, I think of making a transition 
and turning away from what you've done before and making a big change. And I wanted to first say that a pivot doesn't have to be, you know, a complete 180 on what you've been doing. It doesn't mean that, you know, you go from working at an ad agency to being a kindergarten teacher. That 100% can be a pivot. But I'm also talking about little micro adjustments to your career that take you in a new direction. I like to refer to these as career renovations, like you're adding in a new garage or, you know, a new outside area to the house of your career. You know, I really think that the time is now. When else is there a better time to completely switch up what it is that you're doing? The whole world is shifting around us. Everything is up in the air. Why not just go with it, right? Go with that feeling. I think it's a little counterintuitive because so many people feel like this is a time of deep uncertainty and deep job insecurity. So if you have a job and you have a career that you feel somewhat stable in, why disrupt it? But I'm here to advocate the opposite, which is we are all being called right now to be authentically who we really are, to find what lights us up and brings us joy, and to realize how fragile the stability that we think we have actually is. All of our lives have been shaped dramatically by COVID. There's no denying it. Changes the order of the day. And there are two responses that you can choose to that. The first is to cling on really tightly to all the stuff that feels at least a little bit sturdy, even if it's not fulfilling, even if it's not fulfilling and not what you love to do. You might think to yourself, well, you know, I have a pretty good thing going. I have a steady paycheck. I know I'm not going to get fired. I really need to cling on to that sense of security right now when so much in my life is shifting around. The second option is to see it as an opportunity and think, wow, 2020, this is the year where basically we all get a hall pass. If any of us have gaps on our resume from this time period, or any of us aren't making the job progress that we want to be seeing on our resumes, no one will blame you for that. It's 2020. For any gaps or strange inconsistencies on your resume for 2020, they will all be completely glazed over because everyone around the world will remember what 2020 was like. I really believe that career is a long haul. We are all here as human beings to grow and change and evolve. And the perfect time to do that is before it's too late. I know a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are in your 20s and 30s. And especially if you're on the younger side of it, let me tell you from my perspective as a 35-year-old, how stagnant and how fearful things can get when you are in your mid-30s. I have so many friends who are incredibly talented, who have gotten very high up in their careers, their directors or their VPs. They are executives. They make a lot of money and they feel so unhappy and so stuck where they are, but they cannot imagine going back. I had a little hangout session in the park with a couple of friends who both have little new babies. And one of them was talking about how what she really wants to do is start her own consulting business and how frustrated she is with work, how she's stuck in meetings 24-7, how she hates the bureaucracy, how she's not getting joy from the work that she does anymore. 
And when I asked her why she doesn't just start her own consulting practice, she said, well, the benefits at my organization are just so good. And I'd probably have to give up my apartment, which I love. Benefits are important. That is true. But remember that benefits are not a reason to stay somewhere, right? Benefits are the icing on the cake. It's not the meat of actually what you're doing. And if you're saying that benefits are the thing that are holding you back, then it's just really not true. It's just an excuse. I had great benefits where I worked before. We had a $10,000 stipend for any sort of reproductive procedures that we wanted to do. So freeze your eggs, et cetera. We had contribution to our 401ks matching a very, very fair and very nice parental leave policy, bonuses, top-notch health insurance. And now I pay $880 out of pocket for Oscar and don't have any of those other additional benefits. But I am obsessed with what I do. I love my job. It was really hard at certain points, but I never take for granted the freedom that I have to create what I want, to do the work that I love every day. What an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. And so when you're thinking about your career pivot, remember that things like benefits... And even things like money, those are just hygiene factors. Those are nice to haves. Those are things that never, ever make you happy. What they do if you don't have them is they can make you really unhappy. If you have horrible benefits and you're not getting paid well at work and you don't have the title that you want, it can make you so unhappy. But title, money, and benefits are never the things that make people excited to jump out of bed and go to work in the morning. With that being said, I want to give some advice for people who are thinking about career pivots or career renovations, as I like to call it. The first thing is just start trying it out in a really low stakes way. I had the original idea for Reset back in 2013 when I had just gotten back from staying in India for a couple of months at an ashram. And I thought, oh, how nice would it be to be able to help people with their personal and spiritual plus business transformations every day of my life? So I started to do a little bit of that work. I started taking on and building materials and building a website for a corporate meditation practice. I booked a couple of small gigs that didn't pay very much. I was so nervous to do them. I just felt so over my head and it was great to get that experience, but it wasn't the right time for me. I didn't actually start Reset until 2019, so six years later, but the whole time I was closing that gap between my reality and my dreams. So the first step to your career pivot is just start to look at the things that light you up, that bring you joy, and that you have questions that you want to answer. First exercise is to keep your notebook with you 24-7, and whenever you feel a question arise that you want to explore, write it down in your notebook. It can be work-related. It can be not work-related at all. It might be a really silly question like what are the best e-commerce companies out there or a philosophical question like what makes people truly happy and is happiness sustainable? Whatever it is, questions big, small, stupid, smart, highly intellectual, 
highly tactical. Write them all down in your notebook for a couple of days. Just watch yourself and see what you're drawn to. And then the second step from there is to make a list of all the things that you want to learn. Make a list of 15 things that you want to learn. They can be social. They can be business. They can be theoretical. Once you've made that whole list, then order them from the ones that you care the most about to the ones that you care least about, and then go through your list and write down all the places that you can learn the answers to those questions that you're seeking. And it may seem so silly to carry around your notebook and write down all the questions you have, and then to sit down and make a to-learn list. You know, you might think, I want to learn how to play drums. What does that have to do with anything related to my career? But this is so important because career pivots work best when they come from your soul's purpose. And what you are doing in these two exercises is learning how to pay attention and how to listen to all the clues that your soul is dropping for you every single day. As someone who has been coaching for many years and also been very fascinated by astrology, human design, new age frameworks for personality assessment, something that I can tell you 100% is that every single one of us has a unique soul purpose and reason why we were born into this world in a human body. No one else is here to do the work that you are here to do. And the reason why we can't hear this call of our soul to follow our purpose is because we are completely brainwashed by capitalism and by the school systems that we grow up in, in our society, where from a really young age, we are shown children's books of people who have very specific jobs, like teacher and firefighter and lawyer, and people from the age of three are asking us, what do you want to be when you grow up? We're immediately called to just pick an answer. And then our capital society is telling us that some jobs are worthy because they get paid a lot of money, like being an investment banker or being a doctor. And other jobs are not worthwhile, like being a teacher, because they don't get a lot of respect and they aren't paid a lot of money. So what you're doing with these exercises of writing your to learn list and in writing your questions down and paying attention to where your heart is drawn is you are deprogramming yourself from these structures that have told us what it is that we think we want to do. Ever since I was nine years old, I started telling people that I wanted to be a lawyer. Nine is way too young to know that you want to be a lawyer. I didn't even know what lawyers did every day. All I knew is that they brought cases to court They got paid a lot of money and they dressed up and they went to work. And I also knew that my mom thought being a lawyer was one of the best things in the world. And then the other thing I noticed was that when adults asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I said a lawyer, they seemed to really, really like that answer. That was my narrative. That was the story that I carried with me all through high school, all through college when I chose to be a history major because that would make sense for applying to law school. It is what I saw myself doing because it is what I told myself people would like. And this, of course, was all happening on a subconscious level. 
But the work of my career of the last few years has really been to deprogram that and to find out for myself what I love and what brings me joy. And I've tried lots of things. You know, I thought about going back to school to become a social worker so I could be a therapist. I thought about starting a nonprofit. I thought about going to art school. So I spent some time painting on the weekends to see if I really wanted to do that. So your first step to your career pivot is to hear the call of your soul and to get really, really curious about what it is that brings you life, what it is that makes you come alive, and to do little micro experiments to see if those are things that you would like to do. For instance, I get a lot of messages from people who want to be coaches. And the first thing I say is just read a couple coaching books and then take on a couple of coaching clients for free. They can be your friends. They can be your family. They can be your coworkers. But all you have to say is, hey, can I coach you every other week for five sessions and see if you get any value out of it? And even right now, before I apply to the MFA program, I'm, I'm taking a continuing studies class from Stanford on memoir writing. It is simply four or five hours a week where I see what it would feel like to be running my coaching practice as well as writing a lot and studying writing from a great professor. That's the first thing. Get curious about what your soul wants. And the second piece is asking yourself, how can you combine what you've already done with what you want to do in the future. I think the biggest mistake that people make when they embark on a career pivot is to think that everything that they've done in the past is no longer valuable. And I want to tell you that that is 100% not true. I am a firm believer that every single thing happens for a reason and that there are no regrets in this life. As you're pivoting, it may seem counterintuitive, but make a list of everything that you're already really good at. Make a list of your skills because those are so, so important in your pivot because you can recycle 100% of those skills, I guarantee you. Will I ever need to build a compensation and job leveling framework, which is something that I did many, many times in my career? I will never have to do that ever again. But it is a skill I have. It's a skill to be able to take something as sensitive as how much people are paid and to be able to create a logical and empathetic framework that supports them. And it's something that I do in my work now. You know, those thinking skills that I gained from that are so valuable, even though they seem so far from what I was doing. So the second piece, if you are thinking about a career pivot, is to embrace what you've already learned and to embrace your past career history because you are going to fold that into the miraculous thing that you do in the future. How do you do that? First, you put a timer for five minutes and then you make a list of all the skills that you have. They can be hard skills like you're good at Adobe Illustrator and they can be soft skills like you're really good at listening and helping people work through their problems. Whatever it is, make a list of your skills. And then when the five minutes is up, I want you to make a second list and I want you to include at least five things on that second list that were not on your first list. By making the second list, you're pushing yourself to think more deeply about some of the things that you're good at that may not come to mind right away. We all have skills that we gloss over or that we've forgotten about or that we take for granted 
or that maybe don't seem that impressive to us, but other people really value. So that's where those skills are going to come out. That's in your second list, the less obvious, but still equally valid skills. And then finally, you are going to make a third list of skills that you have. And I want you to think back to your childhood, to college, to your spare time and your hobbies and draw from there. Draw from the places that you may have forgotten about or that you may have left behind as you have been focused on your career. From there, you will have a really great base to think about how you can bring those skills into this new career pivot that you're thinking of doing, how you can meld and merge the two so that you're not starting from scratch. You're never starting from scratch. Even if you want to do work in an industry that is completely unrelated to the one that you are in now, those old skills are still 100% still useful and still applicable, even if you can't see it right now. And then finally, the third piece of advice that I will give you is to start building your network and start building your community in that new field. People are everything and we ourselves are the average of the people who we spend the most time with. You guys have probably heard that before, right? Take the five people who you spend the most time with and then you are the average of them. What you're going to start doing is slowly pivoting your network and the conversations that you're having and the inspiration that you're drawing to people who are doing what you want to do. Or even if they're not doing what you want to do, you want to start hanging out with people who are being brave and courageous about their careers as well. Other people who are pivoting. It may be really scary for the people in your life when you start to show that you want more for your life, that you're not willing to just stick with the same old, same old. It can be really intimidating and really bring up a lot of stuff in the people around you if they themselves are not in that headspace themselves. And just remember that you can't think about what people say. Their reactions have nothing to do with you. Their reactions are just a projection of their feelings about their own lives. Finally, I want to leave you guys with this. The time is now. The time is now. And it doesn't mean that you have to quit your job now, but the time is now to start finding what it is that makes you come alive in this world. This world has so many issues that we need to solve There's climate change. There is the extreme injustice and inequality and racism that is prevalent and foundational to this country. What the world needs is people who have come alive and people who have passions. Now, 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 now is the time. So you do not have to quit your job, but you do have to start moving confidently in the direction of pursuing your dreams, of being curious about what it is that lights your soul and makes you come alive and starting to take the time to invest in trying out the myriad guesses for what you think might make you happy. It's time to experiment. It's time to make space for you. It's time to honor the fact that you deserve to do what it is that you want to do every day. You deserve that. Every single human deserves to do work that makes them come alive, no matter who you are. And I realize that that is a super privileged position to be in. 
there are a lot of us because of racism and sexism and poverty don't have those opportunities. But however it is that you can start to fill your life with more time spent that makes you come alive, the better. It's not just for you. It is for the good of the larger world. For whatever reason, maybe it's because of my background, so many of my clients are children of immigrants or grandchildren of immigrants, and that immigration story is a huge part of the way that they see the world. And I can't stop thinking about how hard it must have been for my mom to look around at this country where they had all of their friends, all of their family members, their career, and to say, you know what? Being here is not the game I want to play. This is a losing game. So I'm going to put myself in a new situation that's going to be really hard at first. I'm not going to know the language. I'm not going to have any friends. I'm not going to have all of my family here. But I want to be playing a game where I can win in the long term. And that is exactly what a career pivot is. And I'm not trying to say that it's exactly like an immigrant moving to a new country, but that sort of courage is there. And I know that every single person who is listening to this podcast right now has that courage and has that sole purpose within them. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed what you've heard, please do me a huge favor and rate and review the podcast, subscribe to it so you know when the episodes come out. And always feel free to rate me if you have any topics, business topics, personal growth topics that you want me to cover. I love to hear from you. You can email me at liz at resetnyc.com or you can shoot me over a DM. I am at resetnyc. I will talk to you guys next week. And in the interim, I hope you do all the fun exercises that I shared in the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you.